0: I'll be too nervous to. I'm probably lost for words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost Words Betting Podcast. I'm joined as ever by Jason Daniels. Jason, hello.
1: Good evening, Tom. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. How are you, Harvest. Good. And Bradley Todd also joins us. Brad, hello. Good evening, Tom. How are we? Oh, really well. So I think first off the bat, if anyone saw the um, the food take on uh, Twitter over the weekend, where Jason shared the hash browns stuffed with baked beans, I thought they looked bloody marvellous. But Brad, you weren't weren't sold.
2: <laughs> no, I wasn't having any of that. No. No. It's just you should have, always just be a separate thing on a plate. Like then you can you can sort of put a few beans on top of the hash brown maybe. But yeah, yeah I wouldn't like to bite into a hash brown and have I'm beans. I'm wondering. I, I, if... I did oozing out that just is not for me what what do you reckon Jase
1: well I just think the way it depends how you have your breakfast I mean I like mine all separate and then I just mush it all on top of the toast so this just (laughs) saves me a couple of minutes
0: I I, I just wonder if it would change the consistency thing. like if you put beans next to and scoop around your hash brown in bean juice it gets a bit soggy whereas I wonder if it's actually in the middle and the hash browns on the outside would be a bit more crunchy um Mm -hmm. You know hash browns and chips and that they never get cooked properly in cafes and places anyway because they underdo them by about ten minutes. So um, it doesn't really matter, I suppose. You're Having your own Heinz ones in the freezer it probably helps you out. So, but there we go. I felt Did, like that you, was...
1: also, did you also see? Sorry, the video I posted about the Viennetta. Oh, I saw that.
0: I, I oh, saw the oh. I saw the picture oh, you oh. sent me of the of the Viennetta on a stick in jelly. Uh, That's it. Nice, the... But
1: I sent the Viennette factory how they make Viennetta.
0: Oh
2: yeah. yeah. Different
0: gravy that was. Different gravy, mate. Yeah. I do, uh, I do like the Vionetta, So um, we're all on board with the Vionetta. We like that. Um, I thought we'd get our food takes out of the way rather than doing that at the end because I think we're trying <laughs> to keep it a little bit shorter today uh, with with the with the events we've got and we still like to get those in. So uh, rather than doing it when we're fatigued and stuff like that, let's get them out there. But talking of fatigue, that's now six uh, runner-up finishes in a row on the DP World Tour uh, for the podcast. Um, five, sorry, five in a row. Uh, looking for a sixth is probably what's on my mind. Um, that there was definitely a sixth runner-up in there because Cameron Young, I think, finished second uh, somewhere else as well. So um, you know, th- there's there's been some crossbar hitting. There's been some wins, obviously, mm. with both of you, with uh, with Ferguson and, and Shinkwin as well. So we're on a really good run. Um, you know, Brad, it was it was unlucky with Gavin Green last week. Um, as I yeah. said to you before, I, I think I'd rather he uh, completely miss the hole than tickle my balls and and lip out with. Uh, <laughs> with the putter but uh, you know it is what it is isn't it? it it is
2: Yeah, it is what it is I mean I thought he had it all in our favour getting shortened to three rounds you know he has that three, three round lead I thought maybe it's Gavin Green's time but yeah, I mean, we just had that little bit of hope with that approach shot down the last, and then there goes the, the horseshoe lip out. It's like, oh, See,
0: I, I had a, it's a stinger. It's I a had stinger. a house full of family sitting there whilst I was watching that final hole. Um, and and I just sort of, they were just about to walk out the door and I said, look, just two seconds. I'm so, I'll either, either leave and don't say goodbye to me, or just wait one second. Um, and he got very excited. And I thought, all right, he's going to miss now. So if you want to go, like, just go um because he just looked way too excited and then I thought oh he's actually just going to miss it by a foot or whatever left or right yeah. and then he just you know horseshoe, and I just that was the end of me for the day um that that <laughs> with with, yeah that with Mr Joaquin Neiman missing a two foot putt to place as well um yeah I just it, oh, it, it's what it, is. Oh, it was
2: painful it really was
1: if if I could suggest to both of you that if it was ticking your bulbs, perhaps you need manscaped.
0: We do need manscaped, yes. And I'm, and probably about twenty minutes into this podcast, you'll hear why you need manscaped. Um, so, Jason, that's a very good shout there. Uh, mine is still going very strong uh with Gavin Green in tow. So, um on to the Amiga European Masters as uh, as we delve into uh, testicle talk there. Um Ryan Fox leads the way at 16 to 1, Adrian Moronk at 20 to 1, Robert McIntyre 25 to 1, Rasmus Hoygaard at 28 to 1, and Thriston Lawrence at 33 to 1. Um Still confused as to why I'm mentioning Robert McIntyre at the top of these uh
2: some of these betting
0: boards but that's that's fine that's you know people like that and that's what they do but I'll come to you first bro. was there anyone there or that pick of the bunch that you thought no, was worth it's
2: difficult because the majority of them are coming off like long breaks isn't it so mm. you, just, you don't know how they're gonna show up but I know Marunk's been in Thailand he looks like he's been having a bit of a jolly so he is an easy pass for me um I don't know I think the two a bit further down, I didn't take either of them, but uh, were Friston Lawrence and Victor Perez. Were just uh, they were the two that I sort of wrote down, but couldn't get there. But I think they um, they've shown enough to sort of make an argument for them this week. So, but I didn't go there. But the other the other four, Fox, Moran, McIntyre, Hoygaard, who obviously won it last. year, I couldn't I couldn't go.
0: No, I thought yeah. I thought the disparity in Hoygaard's price was pretty interesting, eighteen all the way up to twenty eight to one. I thought 28 mm. 28 to one was pretty interesting on Hoygaard, uh, standout price there, a uni bet. I think that's, you know, probably a good. You know, I think the others have gone short on him for a reason, and and they've taken a chance because he is trying to defend, and we know that's a difficult thing to do. Um, yeah. So, I thought he was probably quite tempting, but couldn't get there myself. I think with, with all of these kind of like Fox, Moronk, Mac, um Hoygaard, maybe McIntyre. Mansell, all of these down here, that they're kind of looking for that really low 63, 62, one round to vault them into something because I think it's a different way of playing it. They're going to try and almost overpower it and it uh, doesn't always work here. Sometimes it does as we've seen in the past. But um, Jace, any of those that kind of come to the fore for you? No, I think
1: you're going to talk about one of them, aren't you? And, and to be honest, it's hard to knock him out of the frame. He's a bit of class. Perez should be different gear to these. I don't know what's going on with him.
0: Especially.
1: No. Um, I think everything we know about him and everything we've seen over the last few years, when he's on it, he is just unbelievable. But he's not mm. doing it, so um, no, let him win. It's fine.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's kind of the, the line I've taken with most of those, and and normally I would take this line with this person, but with Romain Langask I just it felt like the week. It, it you know he's kind of got a three in front of his name, which I always like to see when you know years of, of spending twenty eight to one or twenty five to one in front of him. Um, so I, th- I thought that was kind of one benefit and the other thing I just think he's you know he's probably the I don't know if he's the best player that hasn't won this season but he's definitely up there um, and he's coming to a course now I know he didn't hit the ball as well kind of last time out but like he's coming to a course where that's going to suit him a lot better he was the 36 hole leader in 2016 he shot a second round 63 and when he was 48th in 2019 he shot middle rounds of 65 to 67 to sit 14th after 54 holes and it was just the the bookend seventy twos really that kind of stopped him. You know, open with seventy two close closed with seventy two and that, that just you know ruined his chances. But you look at eight straight made cuts and he's got eight seventh, fifth, and fourteenth place finishes in those. Um I, I just think he's he's due a good week and at thirty three to one or thirty five to one even, I thought I would be a bit bothered if then Lengas won this week. So um gone with him. I think he makes a ton of sense. But um any thoughts on that, Brad?
2: No, I like that a lot. As you said, he's um, he's coming off a little bit of a break, uh, but he's been in great form, and yeah, he's as you said, he's got them low rounds, so he you know he can play well here, and he's due he's doing a good performance and a win, so yeah, I can't really argue with Langask at that price.
0: Yeah, I just I just found it hard to leave out um, another one here, that I thought you might have gone for is Antoine Rosner. Um, seems to fit the bill quite nicely for this, and ball striking is great at the moment i've just put him in you just put him literally, in good there literally we go just so let's let's yeah. talk about antoine rosner then nice yeah segue. i
1: mean there's no different from last week really i mean you know i put up rosner and uh, paratore again I mean, we'll talk about it later. yeah um i popped both up last week and they were there weren't they but they just didn't they it just didn't on but but again there's there's something that tells you rosner when form, surely he's just he just shouldn't be here he just there's, there's something wrong he should be you know 25 to 1 in this field in my view anyway, I mean, um, you know, his form at you buy in Qatar, but obviously excellent, very attacking play. You can get away with that round here. You've got a number of holes that you can really have a go at. He's back in form. His see a green game lately. is absolutely fantastic. I and mean, his last half a dozen, he's finding shots, no problem on the field approach games, bang on, um, as always with, with the vast majority of these, uh, the their iron games are on. It's uh, a matter of confidence with the putting, um, you know, he lost four shots last week, seven at Scottish Open, a couple at Kazoo, um, but he looks back in form. And again, it's a course, cool, you know, he shot 62 final round last year to come up from absolutely nowhere to 13th. Um, he likes Switzerland. Again, it tells you in tips, it's in front of you. Yeah. Uh, three half-decent finishes on the uh, Challenge Tour. 13th here last year, final round 62, back in form. Um, got done last week. Maybe, you know, you don't know what he'd have done with, with one more round. Um, you don't know what they do on their day off, do you, really? Um, um, they come out cold, they come out too hot, whatever. Um, it was a decent enough run. That's his uh, third top 15 in half a dozen starts. It's, uh, I think just as we were talking and going through it, I thought to myself, <laughs> again, he's the same price that he was last week, yep. 35 to 1. Um, and he should be in the top 10, and he's not. So um, he's going in.
0: Yep, no, I like that. And I think he is definitely the definition of just needs to find a putter. Like, he's, he's gaining strokes off the tee and, and ball striking all the time. Um, you know, it, it doesn't feel like he's. Whereas some of the others at the top, uh, you'd have to rely on him to overpower it and they could get themselves in trouble a couple of times. I don't think he's like that. I think there's a bit more finesse about Antoine Rosner. And we know the upside of, of Rosner is, is winning uh, multiple times. So, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I think, like you, I, I kind of looked at uh, Crocker, but. In the end, got away from him. Um, didn't hit his approaches as well as I hoped he would have done last week. Um, so that's kind of why I didn't go there.
2: Um, but Brad, we'll come on to you.
0: Alexander Bjork there at 40 to 1.
2: Yep, took him at 40 to 1. Haven't seen him for a month. Uh, he was in contention last time out at the Kazoo Classic. He's sitting fifth, two shots off the lead, gone into the final round, shot 75, and then ended up in 20th. Um, but he's, he's not the longest of hitters. He's quite accurate, usually quite accurate. Um, as we know with Cranes, all types of players can win here given the length of the course. It gives the shorter players, like more accurate players, a better chance. Um, he loves it here. He played here four times, never missed a cut, finishes off 16th, 28th and 13th. And he withdrew in 2018, which I, I don't know why he did. No. Uh, he opened a round of 69. Um, So he clearly enjoys the course. He's never shot worse than 71 from 13 rounds. Ten of those rounds are in the 60s. Um, He's just one DP World Tour win to his name, which came quite a while back now in 2018 at the China Open. He's threatened to win quite a few times after that, but he's just struggled to get over the line. Um, If you look at correlated courses like Fanling, um, which is used to host the Hong Kong Open, which it used to, uh, looked a good one with uh, Hend, Lipsky, Fitzpatrick, Geragard and quite a few others have formed at both courses. Um, he finished, Bjork finished second there back in 2017. I also looked at Valderrama, another one stood out and Bjork finished fourth there last year. So I mean, there's a lot to like. He's fresh off a break and he's another one similar to Lang Gaskett. feels overdue.
0: Yeah, you look at, um, you know, all those numbers that you've already read out were, were really impressive in their own right. But when he was 16th on debut, he was third at the 54-hole stage. When he was 28th, he was 14th at the 54-hole stage. And then when he was 13th last year, that was his that, that was his best position all week. But he closed with, with a, yeah. uh, closed with a 67, open with a 67. So, you know, just really good hidden stuff in his course form on tour tickets. But then you look at his current form as well. And as you say, 20th, but he was, he was in contention going through 54 holes. He was 42nd at the Scottish Open, but he was 9th after 54 holes. Yeah. He was 20th at the Irish Open, uh, which is about where he was a week. 25th again, the European Open. That was the best we'd done a week. But the 7th, uh, again, at the Dutch Open, never outside the top 10. And at the Sadao Open, he was 6th at the halfway stage, finished 23rd. So a couple of miscuts in there, obviously, but
1: yeah.
0: just very, very good. So uh solid pick. I, I think he's one of those ones where like, I just find it hard to see him winning, and when he's like a hundred to one, two hundred to one shot, wherever he can get to, uh, and he is that type of golfer that can get up there. Um, he can. A little bit like Paratori and things like that, like get out to 150, 160 whatever, um, and then they shorten right up, and, and rightly so, I think. You know, he's he shortened up for a reason, and you mm-hmm. know, you either believe he's going to go in and, and win, like I, I do with Lane Gaskin and as I come on to Paratori in a minute, um, and or not, you know, and, and we'll see what happens this week. But I, I do like him. It's just, uh, just thought it was a little bit short, but. Not sure why Mm -hmm. when I'm talking about uh, Parasori here at 40s as well. Um, Again, didn't hit the irons as well as I hoped last week, but skewed maybe by the fact he's missed a round. um, You know, and and as much as he's had good course form in there in the past, I don't know if it's definitely the best course for him because, you know, driver heavy at times, and that's kind of his weakness at the moment. So when you look at the fact he's now returning to a, a real iron player's golf course. Um, he's 24th 7th 12th and 7th here either side of three missed cuts and he was a 54 hole leader last year i'm just willing to give paratori one more shot at kind of the 45 50 to one mark just in the hope that he does take advantage of his form like we've seen it recently with ramsey mm-hmm. we've seen it with lee we've seen it with crocker like once they start in the little run they do seem to take advantage and i'm hoping one of lane gaskell paratori do that so um really good solid starts there with with Basically, four picks there with Rosner, Bjork, Paratori, and Langaskar. I think just make up that, just just behind that top of the market where I think there's enough question marks to, to avoid. I think there's some really solid picks in there as well. So, like that little group there. But, Jace, we were just talking off there before we come on. I, I thought you and Ferguson looked a little bit big. Didn't get there, but I just thought the 50 to 1 was too big. What are your uh your actual thoughts on you and Ferguson?
1: I, I think that is the feeling. I think that's mm. all we can say. I'm mean, just go back very quickly, but yep. uh, Brad mentioned Valderrama, just yep. very quickly, which is, as you know, it's my favourite course <laughs> on the European tour. Um, huge. You know, Soderbergh, last time winner, was second at Valderrama. Fitzpatrick's got great form at Valderrama. Noren um, uh, has got, I think, uh, well, he's got some form of Valderrama, but it, if, if you look at Valderrama, when you talk about it, you go to Wentworth, Belfry, that type of thing. Um and Kenya and stuff like that. And if you go back to the Valderrama uh, in Catelyn's uh, year, 2020, yeah. when he brilliantly held off Kaima, you, you have got a list of absolute, you know, relevant form. So um, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Ross was third there as well as Brad um, Bjork, who was uh, also in the top five. But anyway, yeah, uh, Ewan Ferguson. Uh, it's hard to know what he's going to do here, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in such good form. We know he should have won three times this year if you count the Kenyan. Kenyan yeah. effort and my computer's just frozen. Um, <laughs> yeah, when he should have won at Kenya early this year. I think were you on Brad? You were, weren't you? Yeah, I right think it? I was. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I've been on. I've been on despite putting him up as one of the ten and follow for the year. But there we are off the tee. He's flying tee to green. First, fifth, thirty approaches are fine. He's just in really, really good form. Um, and in a field that. You know, as you rightly say, Tom, a lot of the, the ones above, not in particularly great form. Yep. I mean, he's found nearly 20 shots on his last two, um, two outings to green, you know, nearly 10 shots on approaches. He's just playing really well. His confidence is going to be through the roof. Now, he isn't going to do anything for a year, really. Um, he speaks well. He, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. I know some people didn't particularly like uh, what he did last week when he started um, mouthing off but um, <laughs> on the course, but that's life, you know. Um I, I like him. We've always liked him since the beginning of the year. Um, he's won in Qatar, as did Rosner, of course, uh, who we've put up. Yep. Um, I, I don't know what's not to like about a very recent winner that's in form at fifty to one on, on a where you've got people like Richard Mansell, who we say again, you know, just look at him last week. He just oh. faded away. You know, it was just, no and he, you know, he keeps doing it. I know, no doubt, he's going to happen, but why is he seventeen points shorter than? You know than a proven double proven winner now yeah on the yeah. tour this year I completely agree. that's what it is you know sullivan hasn't won for an absolute age and he's a very attacking player like you say paratori okay he's in full um Cajonan doesn't win you know you, you, we're really struggling you know i, I don't quite understand why he's 50-1 it's 30-1 33-1 one, no one would have booked
0: it well, I've got to be honest, when I first looked in, and I must admit it was admittedly rushed uh, today, it's been a busy day, but like I didn't see and Ferguson in the top 10, 15 of the best, I just assumed he wasn't playing. And then when I finally got all my picks kind of made, and I saw he was 50 I thought, that's, that's just a bit odd. I mean, I'm, on the face of it, I don't think it's the best golf course for him, because I think he takes advantage of the no. tee a bit. But Kenya,
2: uh, you know, is a good one. Do you think pointer. they take into account the fact of how he went after his last win? maybe
0: and i think it's. i think there's also just one of these things that they just it's don't ditch for a long time didn't yeah it? and then
2: sort of come back after a while but you,
0: wise, I, I always wonder whether like in that instance like when you win once i think you feel pressure to immediately vindicate yourself that it's not a bit of luck right especially with someone like ferguson mm. i think once you win twice and you kind of vindicate that Maybe yeah, yeah. you start free rolling. So I think you do. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of talking myself into Ferguson here a little bit. I, I just, I mean, I think it's more a price play than anything. I don't necessarily think it's the best golf course for him. I don't know. He hasn't played it, um but mm. we shall see. I mean, if he's if he's there at the end of the at the end of the week, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Well,
2: mm, well, Kenya and Qatar makes it quite appealing. To be fair, his form there because yeah. I've seen a lot of um, correlating form between them two events.
0: Yeah, so I like that. So I think there's, I think there's plenty to uh, like about it. I think as well, if I'd looked at your Hong Kong Open, Brad, beforehand, there's probably a couple of sections that have taken from there because uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez, four-time winner on um, yeah. uh, event, and he plays very well in crowns. Only won it once, but um He does love it, doesn't he? Um, I keep thinking it's a pub, and we could just join in when we like. Go <laughs> no,
1: you go on. Go on, mate. He had his own little room, didn't he, Miguel? He had his own room yeah. in that chalet. just looking over, looking
0: at the goal. Oh, he's a legend. Mickey. He, he loves it, doesn't he? he? Absolutely yeah. loves it. Um, but then you look, again, like, Bjergad, runner-up here, lost in the playoff, runner-up at the Hong Kong Open. Um, Bjork, as you already said, Fitzpatrick, runner-up at the Hong Kong Open, won it multiple times here. Like, Rory's... Obviously, Rory's Rory, but he's won the Hong Kong Open and finished second here. So, uh, there's definitely more cases than that. These are just one... Uh, Freddie Anderson, head... Um, bless him, Um, you know, runner-up a couple of times. So, you know, definitely, like, just definitely some crossover that. So maybe worth looking into that one. Um, Marcus Heller-Kilder, Brad and Jason. Brad, I'll come to you first. Um, I know you guys were sort of talking about him before we even come on and um, interested to hear your thoughts.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, we've all alluded to a million times on here how incredibly talented he is. And uh, along with Jason, I've predicted him to win at some point this year. But just tough to know where and when but i do strongly feel that he will still do it and uh he's got he went through that rough patch of form looks like he's over that now went out to the states eighth at the Barbasol and 13th at the barracuda finished fourth last time out in northern ireland which is his best result at this level albeit it was quite a weak field um certainly feels as though he's stepping it up of late um hasn't played Crowns before but Fond memories in Switzerland. He won the Swiss Challenge back in 2021, which can only be a positive as he returns this week, Switzerland. And uh, yeah, you know, good vibes there. And uh, another talented young dame won it last year in his debut, um, Rasmus Hoygaard. So it could well be a similar story with Marcus this time around, hopefully. So yeah, that's yeah, my case. One of those ones, I, th-
0: I think it's. it feels like talent is going to take over at some point, like him, like Nina Arbour. Uh, i dare say like going green like at some point they're gonna
2: get over the line uh um, still haven't quite worked him out though right? like you know where you sort of got a plan you're like i'm gonna take him here i'm gonna take him there i still feel like it's it's a difficult well, one that,
0: really. that, that's the thing we had a and that, that was my one negative is i don't know what where i want to play him like mm-hmm. i don't know if i just want to wait until he's he puts four, five, six results together and then hope he just you know wins out of whatever but he, yeah, I just don't, I don't really know too much about him other than the fact that he's very very talented and I don't quite know quite an aggressive
2: player. I do feel like we've obviously with the par fours, you know, some drivable par fours. I do quite like him on courses. Stri- well.
0: Strikes me as a type that could go and shoot that low round sixty two. Oh, he can. Yeah, and, yeah
2: that's um, exactly right. Yeah. And, and
0: maybe just maybe meander through the rest of the rounds, but we shall see. But Jace, anything to add on Hillakilda?
1: No, no, no. I'd As Brad said, everything. I mean, he does remind you a little bit of um, somebody like Hogarth, you yeah. know, Rasmus in particular. I think. Whereas, you know, he's quite capable of shooting ridiculous um, rounds. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, he's won in you a know, reasonable close area, uh, one on Nordic Tour. We like him a lot. And as Brad says, look, he's 60 to one best. Is he going to win within the next 60 tournaments? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Um, and that's really it, isn't it? I mean, that's that's all we can do. It's it's very much, a, and again, I hate to bring this, you know, there's people up you're going to talk about, but it's, it's very much a Guido thing and a, or Rasmus thing. It's we know that I well, we say we know they're gonna win, we think they're gonna win. Um, it's a matter of when and what price you take them at. And again, with with the people that surround him, I and mean, Roy Sabatini's fifty. Hmm. I mean, I, I just I love Roy Sabatini. I think he's box office, I think he's a brilliant interviewer. Um
0: sorry, interviewee. But,
1: you know, I'd I'd am hell killed at ten points bigger than him every time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think
0: this range is it's, it's really strange range because like you've got a, a few just talented players that you don't know whether this is going to be the right goal for course, I put Helikildo I put Nina Brunner I think shot a 63 here in the past. then you've just got a lot of players that aren't really doing it that just keep remaining in this price I know Jordan played well here last year but Matthew Jordan hasn't done what you think he's going to do Scott Jameson doesn't do what his stats and, and games suggest he's going to do Elvira mm-hmm. like there's just names that don't seem to move from this type of prize. Eduardo Molinari is going out a bit, but I still just think that it's beyond him at this point. Like and he'll go and win now, but like, you know, it just, it feels like it's just that range where I'd, like you say, I'd rather take the the upside on someone that hasn't done it yet than try and claw one back on someone that we mm. don't know what's left. Um, which is going to sound really ironic when I go on to some of picks later on. But um, <laughs> this one I really, really like. So Sebastian Soderbergh um, is someone that goes to an awful lot Um I, don't, I don't, don't hide away from the fact that I probably bet him more than I should do. I think I've put a lot of stock into the fact that he won this and beat Rory McIlroy in a playoff um, and, and maybe just stand by that too much. But he's hit the approaches as well last week. He was sixth in approach according to the DP World Tour before he missed that cut. Um, you know He's a former winner here, like I just said. And then he came back to defend two years later because they missed it in 2020 for COVID. He was ninth at the halfway stage before shooting 74-70 over the weekend. So... But like if you look at it and just on the face of it see a first and a 40 if you think maybe the first was a, a little bit of luck and when, you know, one of the favourite things about tour tips is going round by round as I always allude to and that's what I've done with his current form as well and his his current form looks really bad and it paints a bad picture but 53rd came at the US Open and he was 31st at the halfway stage, big field, big event, 46th the Irish Open but he was 4th at the halfway stage, 47th in Scotland again big field but he was 29th at the halfway stage and... Shot 76 in round three and bounced back over 67. Missed two cuts since, but he opened again 69 at the barracuda to sit 29th in the stroke play element of that leaderboard. Um, yes, he, he's a bit patchy and he's only doing two rounds here or one round there or whatever, but he's coming back to a golf course we know he loves. He hit his irons well last week, he's 80 to 1. It's not like I'm trying to take him and chase him at 40, 33, 40, whatever. Um, 80 to 1. I liked him, Jason, enough to, to put Soderbergh in, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, where
1: he turns up, I mean, he turned up at the Belfry from absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Um, turned up at the Dutch. I mean, the Belfry I like. I do think it, you, you can, it's a bit convoluted, but I do think you can make a case for obviously, you know, Tree the Belfry, Wentworth, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, you just look at his best form. Win here, second at Valderrama, second at Belfry, one at Kenya, third at Nordea, which matches in with, um, again, Alexander Noren, uh, Fitz, and Fitz, yeah. uh, obviously and Soderbergh himself. Um yeah, I, I I just think if you're going to take a chance with him, it may as well be here. Um, yeah, you said everything else. It's, it's if you take those fantastic bits of bits of form and last year, it was amazing. I mean, he should have won at least two. Yeah. Um, over the last couple of years, his, his ball striking was just stunning. Um, you know, it's just in his head, really. I think as to why he didn't win a couple of times, including Valderrama. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's again. I think here it's a price thing. I think that's what we can do. Yep. When you've got um, Brian Fox and, and, you know, Brad's alluded that Moronk's gone out partying um, and Bob McIntyre isn't really doing anything. When you've got them at the top, it is a
0: purely a price thing and, and I'm with you. Yep. No, I think I think so. I think it's like you say, you can, you can pick three or four times a year where Solberg's worth back in and he might be a little bit shorter than you want because people know that and whatever. But I don't need to back him all year round. It's not like I'm chasing him, so happy with that. Um, Brad, me and you are aligned on this one. Um, someone that I alluded to last week, that I wanted to pick and had no real substance for it. So I'll let you lead us off with Tom Lewis.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know you liked him last week, and uh, I'm ready to jump on board now uh, because there is there is some substance there now. Like he's finished thirteenth last week. Yep, uh, his best finish since his tied tenth in Spain back in April, April. And the stats were decent. He gradually got better round by round. He was 16th off the tee, 21st in approach, and according to Tour Tips, ranked sixth in greens in regulation and, and ball striking. So a lot to like from that performance. Um, just needed to get something going with the flat stick, which let him down last week. And yeah, that's fine. He hopefully he can fix that. and can improve on that. And he's played here four times in the past. He's missed a cut twice, finished 15th and 20th, um uh, it's been a while hasn't been here since 2017. uh that was the last time he teed up here i finished with a round of 65 which was his lowest round at the course so if he comes back hopefully some uh he thinks about that round that he finished on um he's had three rounds in the 60s last week and obviously this, the stats that i mentioned before had a couple solid finish here he's a two-time winner obviously saint jude was crazy when he finished runner up there that's his big uh Big performance, um, big result, and he just he needs a result to kickstart his career. And I just think he's definitely worth a punt in the triple digits.
0: It's really interesting with Tom Lewis because, like you said, there he needs a result to kickstart his career. It's almost like he's kickstarted his career like two or three times over, isn't it? Like
2: mm-hmm. the yeah.
0: Por- portugal master win in 2011 kickstarts his career after he impresses um, at the o- at the Open as an amateur. Um, I think he actually first round led there maybe, but he was top thirty, wasn't he? Um, then he goes and and goes in a bit of a rut. Uh, then wins the Portugal Masters again, and you think, yeah, okay, is, is he just a, <laughs> is he just uh, a specialist for that golf course? I and mean, again, keep that in mind. That's not too far away. The Portugal Masters really in in the grand scheme of things. And then you go back to 2019, and he missed those first two Sky sort of talks about. He missed those first two um, Corn Fairy events, and then won the Tour Championship by five strokes, shooting 68, 66, 66, 65. Wins by five, like. Look at look at yeah look at the Challenge Tour in 2018 he won again by five strokes beats Soderberg in that um, you know it, it just feels like he he's got what seems to be all the talent in the world I think he's a little bit of a, a lad I think he's a, a little bit of a doesn't really get his head down um or mm-hmm. when he do- maybe when he has got his head down the past it hasn't rewarded him so he's kind of gone more well, while well, i trying so sort hard of type of thing mm-hmm. uh, but now he's coming back and he hasn't I don't think he's got stasis anywhere um but he's, he's moved back into the country which is why I kind of liked him last week because I think he's obviously trying to dedicate himself to this tour um mm-hmm. if he can get a you know especially if he gets a win here that obviously takes, av- um, takes care of that tour card issue but if he can just round himself into form for that Portugal Masters he must feel he's got a chance there so um i had him down as finishing 13th and 20th and was about to say you you nicked two places off him but you're right it was 15th and 20th but when you look like the last time he played here his final round was 65 and that's the best he's hit and
2: yeah exactly
0: i know that five years has passed or whatever but and he has been in the doldrums and it's really tough but i think he's just one of those people he got that kind of chance to play pga corn very tough uh, stuff after winning that and and didn't do it and you know there's, there's no great shakes in that i think it's, it's a tough place to exist so 100 to mm-hmm. 1 8 places 110 to 1 7 places um i thought tom lewis class wise is 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 up there so um i liked that folks sweaty sack summer is approaching and it's now time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch that's why the king of crotch comfort manscaped has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there now I've had the honour of testing out these new boxes, and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear I've ever owned it's so breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademark the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. I think it's time for you to invest into your family jewels, so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code LFW20 at Manscaped. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that Manscaped on the waistband of your underwear, it's almost a guarantee to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on a highway to pleasure town. The micro model fabric is buttery soft and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk run or strut, these moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. The tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in and lays flat against your skin to reduce the chafing, and the front fly opening gives easy access and makes bath and breaks quick and efficient. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code LFW20 at manscaped.com, and that's 20% off and free shipping with LFW20 at manscaped.com, so once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you will never go back. I liked I always like Ash and Wu and, I, and I've sort of put him down here. I've literally written lively contender when course is right and this is one of them. Uh first two starts here finish ninth and sixth here. And he's shot three rounds of um two of sixty five and one of sixty six. So um that's about what I've got on Ash and Wu. I haven't necessarily picked him, but anything to add on him?
1: No, uh, again again I think this is this is where we're turning. We're going from a course rewarded Bombers at the end of the day last week, yeah, and they were. Although some, some of the iron planes, absolutely, it wasn't that difficult last week. Some of the iron plane coming down the street If I'd have been on one of them, I know you were. (laughs) Oh my goodness! I I, honestly, even Peters, what was that about? Peters was shit. But anyway,
0: huh? Peters was shit, wasn't
1: he? He was. was, He he got the right. I mean, obviously he was chasing, and that's fair enough. And then he made that error, and then it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. He got more of the ump and, and, honestly, you know, seriously. Just sort it out anyway um yeah actually your you're right yeah it's course I, he's not in great form at all is he no. um no' JB Hansen as often any <laughs> 300 uh, but yeah you know what he does is these are the right courses he hasn't quite got the Hong Kong form he's obviously got plenty of Asian form um one in Kenya six nine here you've covered it he's got KLM it's so I, I think you are this is a total punt I think the others make sense I think this is a punt but it, you know why not um, mm. It's the right colt string. That's, that's, that's it.
0: Definitely more of my old style of course form looking thing rather than. I've tried to get away from that a little bit and that's why I ultimately haven't gone with him. But um, I, yeah. you that's can't ignore it, can you?
2: It's well, similar to Soderbergh, isn't it? Really? Like, there's just there's like horses for courses. It really yeah. is. And, and uh, they just show up and so they don't need form. Like, they don't need really not, form to sort of. No. To sort of come into you just you take them and actually if anything if they've got recent form then you lose the price you know yeah so I mean now you're getting them at like what ninety to hundred to one anything in just far too beef well I looked at him very closely as well so um, yeah I think he's a great great um, choice this week oh
1: dear okay well I he's, he's he's elevated
0: status <laughs> <of elevation. laughs> no I just think he's a good I option hire them. I, he's I a had.
1: good option I, I do I yeah I think you I think the only thing I I would say is that that somebody likes Soderbergh and again it's it's horrible to, to live on past memories, but at least he's done it, you know, yeah, reasonably yeah. recently. And he, I just think the Christmas of his irons is, is is something that sticks with me and that fits in with winners here. Um
2: Oh, okay, okay. Blimey. Just Ashwin one those ones. he won back in Kenya, though, isn't he? Yes, uh, yes he, he did. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. So, I mean, he's also having a good year. So for someone who's won this year and he's got all the correlating mm. course form, I'm, you... I'm, t- I'm talking myself into back in now. <laughs> you are, you
0: are. Oh, you that... my as well.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's far too big of a price. <laughs>
0: I think when you look at Ashen right, like Japan Tour, 2012 he wins, 2013 he wins, comes to the European Tour, 2015 he wins, 2016 he wins, 2018 he wins, 2022 he wins. Like, he's he's just capable of winning. Maybe you look at that and you go, right, he's done his winning until 2024 or whatever. But he just, I just trust him. And if, if he's gone a golf course, I think there's certain golf courses that lend itself to people being able to perform out of the blue and some that don't. And I think this is one of them. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Wu is one of those. Any more for you guys before I go into this kind of hammer blow of a pick that I'm not really too excited about, but makes a lot of sense? <laughs>
1: how, big is, is, how big is J.B. Hansen going to get before
0: he actually does something? Well, <laughs> you, would, you would start to wonder, wouldn't you? I mean, what's he done here? I don't know. I don't remember what he's ever done here. Um, no, he's just got he just absolutely he's died. He's dead, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, he's, he's, he's just he's gone for the game completely. Interestingly enough, he's actually finished 18th here and he was um, 7th at the halfway stage. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, so. yeah. You know, he's got Joburg form, which is nice and, and you know, hard like this. He's, I, I just don't know what's happened to. He's him. He's finished, I mean
2: to be fair okay. the cut last uh, last time out wasn't that disgusting it was no, 70, no. 72 73 i mean that's an improvement from some of the rounds either. <laughs> that's the worrying thing though it's like baby steps you know yeah <laughs> well we, we, yeah, we've yeah, seen yeah, it recently it.
0: we've yeah. seen baby steps recently with with guido who's now a lot shorter in the market so mm-hmm. um but anyway this this kind of hammer i mean i did look at jake mcleod again or McLeod, whatever his name oh, is yeah. um just yeah, because yeah, yeah. He, he's playing well and you know he's, he has halved in price but I think fair play because he's playing he shot
2: 66
0: round here as well isn't I'm pretty sure I, lo- I looked at something I looked at him as well Um I saw that he might like him it was a it was in a missed cut I think that he shot a good round Uh um, yeah, he's missed cut twice yeah so yeah, yeah, he, he opened 66. up round
2: one 66 yeah. yeah
0: so I think I think just looking at that knowing that he can take advantage again don't think it's perfect golf course for him but do think he can shoot low enough to maybe maybe first round lead maybe you know top 20 or whatever. Um, but my real kind of downtown pick is Ross McGowan, um, who is, you know, just one of those guys that just pops up here, there and everywhere um, when you, you least expect it. But here you should really expect it because he was uh, 25th recently at the Kazoo Open where he was 11th at the halfway stage. And in five starts here, he's finished third, fourth and seventh. And he's been inside the top five during eight of his 18 rounds at this golf course. Um, so... Whatever, I don't really care what he's doing other than that twenty fifth place finish recently. Um, we know Ross McGowan can pop up. We know the upside of Ross McGowan, um, you know, once every decade is to, to win a golf tournament. Um Is he gonna do it at forty years of age in this kind of field? Probably not, but he we probably thought that when he beat Laurie Cantor and Colsarts in the Italian Open and when he beat Probably Mikko Ilan and the Madrid Masters, and I know Jason has a sore subject, so I won't keep bringing up Ross McGowan. I think I did that to you last week as well. Um, but yeah, like I, I just think, again, course specialist, not playing great, but doesn't need to to get around here. It's obviously just a bit of an old boys course, um, and and he likes it. So Ross McGowan, 300 to 1. Um, I think there was eight places on that. It might be seven places Um Whatever it is, what it is, isn't it? Eight places, three hundred to one with sports. I think it's uh it's worth a go on it. Uh, that'd be my yeah. sentiment with it. I think again, um, I never. Bobby Bay basically is is hitting his irons really well. Um, bet three six five. The only ones he's showing up on the checker because anyone's the named him right. Um, but he's four hundred to one. Other than that, there was this guy called Freeze okay, Brown. Bra- yeah, like. He came up because he's playing really well on the Challenge Tour, isn't he? I think he's top five yeah, in the ranking. He's, he's been on form, yeah. Um, and he's second actually, last week. Yeah, second last week. Ninth three weeks ago. Uh, a little lull bef- like before that. But again, he was 33rd, but he was 10th at the halfway stage. He was 37th, and he was 10th at the halfway stage as well. 43rd, and he was 13th at the halfway stage. So he's and before that, 4th, 2nd, ninth, and 4th. He's played here two times. I'm guessing on the sponsors exemptions when he was yeah. like an amateur or something. Um, so although he basically shot 72-72 on the first time out, he shot 74-68 on the second visit, and that was four or five years ago, Brad. So I do yeah. think he can show something. Now the one thing that put me off, I can't actually find him on odds <laughs> No, so... I thought that as well when I was looking this morning. I was th- like, well, so I was interested to see odds on him, but yeah. then uh... so I thought he was out. Uh, he's not out. He is playing. Um so I'm just gonna do a quick I've got a Skybet tab I open. I
2: saw here. I saw he was two hundred with odds uh, with Paddy Power seven places. That was the last time I looked. That was let's, the have only
0: thing. let's have a little look on, so he is two hundred and fifty to one uh with Skybet, which is seven places. Mm-hmm. And my downtown hope is that with Bet three six five he's gonna be bigger. Uh let's just have a little look on Friday Browse. But just that just looks like a guy we've we've talked about him recently. I don't know this is the tournament where Challenge Tour players are necessarily
2: going to step up he might have some affiliation to the guy i don't know but i mean yeah he's a he's a player i've known since the pro golf tour like when before well, that's when it was fun and they used to price that up sky a bit. they don't anymore <laughs> um but yeah because you he's, kept he's... rinsing of money
0: probably <laughs>
2: probably <laughs> but yeah no um I, I, he's a player that i follow for some time and uh yeah he's finally in into a bit of thought he's found uh, some good form this year on the challenge tour so we'll probably be seeing a lot more of him um next year
0: yeah i can't actually find him on bet 365 which doesn't necessarily mean he's not there it could be that my eyes are not working at this time of night um but but friber graus basically he's, he's around about 250 300 to one maybe um and i think he's probably worth playing in some top 10 top People named Fryger, yeah, I
2: think top 20 would be a good bet.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that puts a bow in it for me personally at Crown so Circe. Yeah, Jason, any thoughts uh, on top of that?
1: No, 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 no. No, I'm pretty much done with it.
0: And, and you, Brad, anything more you thought about? No, nothing more from me. Cool. Let's go over to the Tour Championship there, which, to be honest, I think will be uh, a short conversation. I will uh, start it by saying that I am not going to bother backing in the... Um, the, the winning market i'll just go with the lowest 72 hole scores i know you boys have obviously gone uh into those and, and it makes sense i just i think it's my little brain that can't cope with trying to work out all the permutations of, of how they can do it and all that sort of stuff so mm-hmm. I, i've stuck with just kind of the 72 hole scores but um you are both going to be on rory mcroyd so brad i'll come to you first on why you like rory
2: i just feel like it's so much to like. He loves. He loves like first and foremost. It's a great course for him over the years. Two wins, runner up, three top ten finishes. Um, I just feel like if anyone can do it, from like the, like six, is it six shot deficit? I think it can, it's going to be Rory. You know, and uh, he hit it so well last week. Uh, it was just his worst putting performance of the season, Just let him down. Still finished eighth. He ranked fifty seventh in the field on putting, but was first off the tee. Uh, 14th on approach, sit for around the green or first tee to green. So, yeah, I just feel as though he's going to sort out his putting woes in the week, come out hot on Thursday, close the gap and just win this thing. I've got him in both markets, 72 hole uh, stroke play and uh, I took the enhanced win with Bet365 for him to win the Tour Championship. I just didn't didn't do any each way, just on the nose. So,
0: it's, yeah. I it's one of those ones where like, I think Rory, a Rory win is clearly coming um, it's weird because when they were talking about how like so I think it was Rich Beam might have criticises passing and and uh, Nick Doherty kind of defending himself he's been passing brilliantly recently and I was like, mm, has he? And then when I looked, like his fifteenth on tour all season in passing. Mm. Like it's been a really impressive season, uh short stick for him, which begs the question that maybe he probably should have won another one in that time. Uh definitely yeah. the open championship. But um mm. but Jace, anything to add on Rory McRoy and, and what Brad sort of said there. I uh, no, I mean you know we're not we're not normally
1: on at these sort of prices anyway, but they're right. hundred and fifty five runner fields. Yeah. Um, on courses that he may not have such a good form. So, obviously, there's others there. I mean, these are the best there is, really, apart from ones that have jumped over the other side. Um, but it's really hard to believe that he's only won one tournament this year. Huh. Um, you know, in Canada, it's it's very, very difficult. But, look, he's flying. Yeah, his teeter green this year is just just amazing, isn't it? It's double figures at the BMW. Obviously, the Open was wider, uh, Colonial. My, my only slight concern, it, it doesn't put me off, is where he's going off the tee yeah. This rough can be brutal That's my That really is my only My only concern I mean last week Um His figures off the tee 28% 50 21 And 64 You know He can't afford to be missing Three quarters of the greens Um That's my only thing But Despite that He's still Finding You know Tee green figures Are just incredible Greens in reg are top 10 all the time Basically <coughs> Um he lost strokes, gained on approach, both in 2020 and 2021. Um, last year, he was coming in in OK form, nothing particularly special. The only top five at the US Open and the BMW, really. I'm not counting the Olympics. Obviously, here he comes into it in much, much better form. Um, you know, everyone can read themselves, win Canada fifth at US Open, uh, third at St. Jude, blah, blah, blah. Eighth last week, the way he finished last week was excellent. Um, three mm. birdies in a row. Uh, Iron's to eight foot, five foot, and six foot. Um, I, I can't believe he's only going to win one tournament this year. And, and if he's going to win another, well, he's only got one to do, but <laughs> you, know, um, you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes sense. If he can, I know it's if he can just because you know, it's been a season long thing, but if he just toned down off the tee, um, I, I think, yeah, he, how's he going to be out of the top five? I don't know. I, I think, like Brad, I think he'll win and out of everybody that's chasing I think he is the most likely to overcome a six shot deficit mm-hmm. uh, over Scotty um, and four shots over Cantley etc 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 so yeah I agree I, I, I think uh, he was a bit bigger wasn't he early on in the outright except for two hole market yeah. um, but 9-1 10-1 yeah. if you can get it I don't know if there is any somewhere because I'll be missing my checker uh, I'd much much rather be on him than, than John Rahm for example and Scotty I almost
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, I, I, I think
0: yeah I think you're with. Yeah, I, I did look at Scotty Scheffler just because I thought that, you know, he actually impressed when you were on him last week, Brad, and, and let mm-hmm. himself down a little bit, um, you know, on the greens. I just went with Xander. I kept it very simple. Um, I understand that people are not going to find Xander Scheffler an imaginative pick, but the Tour Championship gives you 30 players in it, and, you know, there's only, I think, four or five players that have never played here before. Uh, maybe 6 so know, I'm completely lying there, there's more than that but anyway you know who plays well here and, and who doesn't uh, is very easy to point out as well so Xander Schofle win 7th 2nd win 3rd that's all his 72 hole uh, scores I just don't see the the reasons to get away from him he's, he's won multiple times this season I know he lit himself down a bit at St Jude um, but he he won the Scottish Open finished 15th for the Open Championship finished 3rd last week yes disappointing in the final round last uh, last week, no getting away from that, not trying to um, but this is a golf course he literally adores um, and, and when he's playing the way he's playing I don't want to ignore him so he was in there at uh, 12 to 1, uh, best mm-hmm. price that I can see at the moment without the, um, you know, for just a 72 hole scoring um, Brad, your second section both of these that you're playing in both markets was Victor Yeah, Alco. Yeah, yeah
2: I only went two selections, um, but I'm playing them in both markets. So I got Hovland at 28 to 1, 72 yeah. holes broke play, and that's with four places, and 66 to one to win the tour championship, which is obviously a massive long shot. Um, but yeah, other than being in contention at the Open, it's been a bit of a rough ride for Hovland. Uh, it's, uh, he he even shot a final round of 74 at the Open to slip down to fourth. So uh, he hasn't really been on it. Uh, this year, I mean obviously at start, he started off hot and then just hasn't looked that great, but he showed just enough on Sunday at the BMW Championship so I could chance him in both markets, so he's clawed me in there he closed with a final round of 65, ranked third on approach in that round, first tee to green and even third around the green, which we all know is his Achilles heel, <laughs> um, all the things you like to see as he returns to a course that's been pretty good to him. He's played it twice at East Eastlake, 14th from debut, 4th last year, which included rounds of 66 to 65. I just think Victor is a big-time player, as in, like, even when he showed up at the Open, I wasn't expecting him to up there, contended. Um, I think that round last week will give him the confidence to full send it um, this week, and he sits eight shots back, so he'd have to do something incredible to lift the FedEx Cup, but I definitely think he's certainly like, he's capable of finishing inside the top five, and you know he's only three shots behind Burns, who starts in fifth. And at 66 to one, I think that offers decent each way value. So to go with the 72 whole stroke play bet. So yeah, really um, nice
0: And he's 25. Did you say he was?
2: I uh, 20. I got I got him at 28. Yep. Um, I think he's 28 still with Fred. I took him with. Um, paddy power four places yeah so i think the the one thing that
0: concerns me with hoplund is and i I saw that you liked him earlier on is that he had that third best round in in approaches on sunday and still ranks 60th in approach lost Mm. 2.6 on day one 1.7 day two 2.4 day three like he's like Legitimately, unless like we, we always talk about this, one round can change you, and I'm assuming that's kind of what you're yeah, going.
2: That's what I've gone off with yeah.
0: Hovland, right? And and I get that, you know, it's a high upside player in a 30 man field. Anything can happen. Like we saw Kevin Nahr win here last year, or share it with John round whatever. Like, that people can just turn up. And, and the price will dictate whether that can happen or not. It Just, I do think he's broken. Like le- Legitimately, I don't know what's wrong with him. Like, I think the Open lended itself to him having a good round because you can get the odd break and that sort of stuff. Um, just a bit worried about him long term. But um, hopefully he, just, he has a good week here, gets, gets some rest in, um, and then finds his best stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you done with the Tour Championship, Brad. And then we come mm-hmm. over to you, Chase, with Corey Connors. Uh, who is obviously back to doing what he does best, which is hit the ball well. And when he does that, you have to kind of take, uh, you know, take a hard look at him.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, it, Connors isn't the one you'd necessarily put, you know, uh, getting his head in front. But he is playing remarkable. I've gone completely opposite to Rory. In the fact, that I'm worried about Rory's accuracy, obviously, although obviously he's classy enough just to just to get over that. And, and here's a man that will not miss a fairway, I mm. don't think, um, Corey Connors. I mean, you know, I read the percentages out last week of McIlroy. Uh, Corey Connors was 64%, 71, 57 and 64%. He went second in driving actually last week, fifth off the tee, second approaches. Blah, blah, blah. Falken City Green, first in par four. Uh, Jordan gave us a spiel about how this is um, similar to Augusta just because you need to know where you're putting it. Obviously, Augusta's slightly wider, I think. Um, and Connors has got the sixth, eighth, and tenth at the Masters. Uh, again, being able to lie up with. Up, lay up with these sort of longer hitters uh, because he hits every green. Um, seventh of the players is lovely, sixth in Canada uh, is surrounded by people in this field Burns, Rory, Thomas, etc. etc. Um, he's just playing lovely golf. You know, he will find greens all the time. We've always said Patton is, um, um, I can't remember the phrase that, that is used, um, volatile. Volatile, yes, a difficult, volatile, yeah, it's a difficult yeah. sort of metric and. And uh, you just, you know, if he gets an above average week, um, and he has done in the past, if he gets an above average week. I can see him being there. Whilst I think others, you, you may have to question motivation. Um, yeah. We don't want to talk about money. That's that's the job of live. Um. <laughs> so you know, it doesn't really matter to most of these people. You know, if they're sitting, you know, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth after day three, are they really that bothered? You know, if, if Rory or Scotty is in front and They've got to make up 12 shots. They're not, I just don't see the motivation for them. Um, whereas I think somebody like Connors, there's a few there, Um but somebody like Connors, I think there is a motivation to try and win this thing. Um, and that may well sneak him a place. So, yeah, I'm 33-1, 31,
0: something like that. Yeah, yep. job done. I like that. I think it's, what, like you say, it's it's hard to really gauge. There's guys at the top that I just don't think, are, you know, I went to Justin Thomas last week, he didn't do it with his irons, And yes, he's got a very good form here, but... There is again just question marks over some of those at top. Is the form dipping at the wrong time? Is there other things on their mind? They've just had all that big player meeting, all that sort of stuff. Like, are some of them seeing this is their last start? <laughs> I don't know. There's so many sort of conversations to be had, isn't there? Yeah. Um, but one player that we know definitively is saying that this isn't going to be his last start on the PGA Tour is Billy Horschel. Um, he he's been very outspoken in the fact that he thinks it's ridiculous people are leaving. Um, interestingly enough. He's, I think, 26th out of 30 players over the last two months in terms of form, and when you stretch it out to 15 weeks, even including his win, he's 25th out of 30th. So that doesn't bode particularly well for Billy Horshaw, um, and neither do his stats. But I just I find it very hard to get away from a player that has played here five times. He's finished last, dead last once, uh, two years ago, but then finished first, second, seventh, and seventh. Now, I know the first was coming off the bat that he just won, and he sort of went... Uh, went back to back, but the year before that he was actually 4th at the 54 hole stage and finished 7th, so that was an idea of how well he can play there. Then comes back in 2018 after a 3 year absence, shoots 65 and the 66 and finishes 2nd, shoots at 30, uh, finishes 30th in that year, then he comes 7th again last year, these are all just the 72 hole scores on tour tips, um, opens with a 65 to lead in round 1, backs up a 68 to put second. 67 67th in round 3. Shoots a fun round 17 to finish 7th. Runs out of Steve, obviously. Can he over, overcome poor current form? I think we've seen it multiple times that Horschel can. Um, and, and that's what I'm kind of pinning my hopes to. Will he do it? Maybe not. Um, seems weird that at the start of the season, he was kind of in that patch of form where it looked like he was going to win um, and then didn't take advantage of it. And then he went quiet for a little bit and then won at the Memorial. And I'm just kind of hoping that that's the same sort of thing that happens um, this week. I just think at a 30-man you know, field at 45-1 to 1 for a player that barely finishes outside the top seven every time he plays here, and the form we're talking about, misses, missing the cut of the Scottish Open, missing the cut at the US Open, doesn't play well in those major events. FedEx and Jude doesn't matter really. Um, 35th last week it's a little bit worrying because you like to see him in the playoffs, but I thought the 21st at the Open was encouraging and say so it's not that long ago that he won the Memorial, so... Um, 45 to 1 I just thought it was too big for a bit of horseshoe. Sure. No, I like that. One of my weirdest things that I kind of nailed down this week Scott Stallings has never played the Tour Championship um, and yet he's a three-time winner on the PGA Tour so I thought that was quite surprising. I don't think if you polled people they'd think he'd never played it. Um, you know, you always seem to see a, a little bit of a stray in these kind of fields um, that you wouldn't expect or holds on from the start of the year and He's obviously just got his wins at the wrong time or when he's got his wins, he's just been absolutely dire uh, outside of those wins and and not been good enough. So um, for someone that's won three times on the PGA tours, to never never, uh, get in and finish runner-up as well at the Farmers in 2015, Um, I was quite surprised by that. But other than that, I don't really have too much interesting of note to say on the Tour Championship. I don't like the event. To be quite honest, um, I mm. think they've kind of killed it a little bit and the players are fed up of it and now they've got this new uh, series coming to, to kind of take over from it soon. Um, wanted to be on Joaquin Neiman again uh, because he missed the two foot parts of Miss a Place, but when you look, he's finished 28th and 29th out of 30 people in two starts. So if he wins, he wins. Um, anything else to add, gents?
2: No, nothing from me, no. And
0: anything for you, Chase, you think? No. No, no. no. I, I think it's one of those ones where, like, I just you don't want to go too far into it. You don't need to. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, it's, right. we've got a couple of picks each. Um, I don't think they're going to set the world alight in terms of uh, shocks. Um, I suppose Corey Connors and, and Horsholm, you know, outsiders if you like, and Hovland. People would question maybe what the mm-hmm. motivation is, Brad. Um, but you, you, yeah. you've outlined it, and you know, it, I don't think any one of these players. I guess when you start looking at players like Harmon and and stuff like that. You start to think maybe they can't contend, but you know I don't think it's a golf course that rules anyone out particularly. So um, that pretty much sums up. I'm I'm pretty happy to to put a bow on it there. So yep. I'm going to recount my selections in cran the European Masters, and Romain Leangask at 33 to one, Renato Paratore at 40 to one, Sebastian Soderberg at 80 to one, Tom Lewis at 100 to one, uh, and Ross McGowan at 300 to one. Now. Ferguson and and Nasham were both people that I kind of had on the periphery and may come back to later on, but you can't pick them all. And then the Tour Championship, uh, Xander Choffelet, 12 to 1, and Billy Horschel, 45 to 1, just in the lowest 72 holes only market. Uh, Brad, your picks for us.
2: So for crowns. I've got... um... York, Alexander bjork 40 to 1. Um, Helle Kilda, 60 to 1, and Tom Lewis 125 to 1, but I don't think that's gone now. So anything in the triple digits is totally fine yep. with Tom Lewis. Um Tour Championship. Um I took Rory in both seventy-two hole straight play and um enhanced win with bet 365. I think I've got him ten to one. I think he's nine to one now for seventy two hole straight play, that's totally fine. I think it's 13 to one. We bet three six five now for the enhanced win, and then I took Hovland uh, 28 to one, but I think that's been shortened to 25s now. Which yep. is fine with me. Um, and 66 to one to win the tour championship outright, which is a huge. Yep,
0: absolutely. Huge surprise if
2: he does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and yeah, you're playing for places there. I think it's 13. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I said, yeah. Jace, your selection is nice for me.
1: Uh, over at Crowns, Rosner, Ferguson, Hellykilga and Soderbergh. And I'm glad I'm convinced Brad's have pound on Ashen Wu, because I'm not totally convinced. Um, so he can give me 10% if he does win. Um, <laughs> take it. And, uh, a uh, of and over, on, over on the uh, Rory winning tournament, Rory. Um, yeah, I, I think McIlroy outright. And, and obviously I'll take the chance he can overcome that deficit. And uh, Corey Connors in just the 72 hole. Um,
0: competition. Yep, I think that sums up nicely. That is now um, another PGA Tour season wrapped um, on the Lost for Words podcast, which is a strange thing to say. Um, it's not like we're going to have a, a major break because we're, we're still doing the DP World Tour next couple of weeks and the PGA Tour we be starting up again soon. Um, but um, yeah, it's been a successful season, I think, gents. I think it's been, you know, we've had some close shaves and some really nice wins. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, say, so, Breggy, come on at the tail end of last year um, and, and boosted our team so all very grateful mm-hmm. to have you on Jason as ever it's been you an know, absolute pleasure um, and we've got plenty of DP World Tour stuff still to go so strong finish to, to 2022 is, is hopeful but uh, putting a bow on the PJ Tour this week thank you as ever listeners and uh, we shall speak to you all next week